Today we're going to be talking about the sign, and we're in uh, it, it, coming to the end of the Lonesome Dove series of the Lonesome Dove series, and 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 if you remember the movie, if you if you've seen it, it's hilarious how much Gus and and Captain Call thought about that sign, and Gus built the sign. The story of the sign is it took him like four years to build it, and he he built it because out of boredom, and it was a barn door that blew off during a storm, and he he put on his sign the the, the Hat Creek Cattle Company and Liberty Porium. And then he left him and Captain Miss Call, him and Captain Call as the owners and proprietors of it. And a few years later, he added a P.E. Parker, a wrangler, a guy that was actually a blacksmith was what he'd done. And Dietz was a, Dietz was a, a African-American. He was, but he had rode with Captain Call. He had served with him for many, many missions fighting the Indians and, and uh, bad guys when they was rangering. And, and Dietz was a man of very few words. He never complained. Never griped, hard working, but something happened whenever uh, P.I.'s name got on the sign. When P. got on the sign and, and Deets wasn't on the sign, he got real quiet and just kind of moping around. Well, they finally figured out that he was upset that his name wasn't on the sign. Anyway, the sign moved with them when they headed up north, and, and Captain Call said, We'll be the laughing stock of the country with that stupid sign. And it had a Latin motto on the bottom of it that says, Uva Uvam Bimbede Verde Feet. And, and one of the funniest parts in the movie was Captain Call says, For all you know, you might be inviting somebody to rob us with what that says. And, and uh, Gus said, Well, if an educated, I'd like the opportunity to shoot at an educated man once in my life. If somebody comes along that understands it, they're more than welcome to rob us. You know, guys, the sign of a, a cowboy sign, if you're a rodeo cowboy and you, you win that gold buckle, that man, that's like your sign. You, you're so, you've worked hard to get that. You've put a lot of effort and sacrifice in getting that sign. And for a cattleman, it's a brand, or a, or a guy that's got a good string of horses, he wants his brand on it. And, and it's just your sign, it's your mark, it's who you are, it's identification, it tells you who you are. But in, in Christ, the sign is, of course, the cross. And there ain't never been nobody paid no more, sacrificed any harder, and been through any more pain than our Lord Jesus on the cross. And I'll be honest with you, I, 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 get, I, don't, I, don't have a, I don't have a cross on my body. I don't wear a cross around my neck. And, and I don't have a cross emblem on my pickup. And it has absolutely nothing to do because I'm proud of the cross. It has to do that I'm not worthy yet of carrying that cross. I, I, I respect that sign. And that sign means so much to me that that's where my Lord and Savior, he redeemed me. He paid the price for my sins. And... Uh, and I, I mean, the cross is something that is that is a, truly a sign of Christianity and a sign of, of payment made. The empty tomb's a sign of grace and a sign of, of, you know, rising again. But the cross was a place of death, a place of punishment. And, uh, you know, I, I just <clears throat> I just get frustrated people wearing a cross around their neck, cussing like a sailor and talking bad. And, or, you know, and I know we all make mistakes and, and we all stumble. But that's more than just a necklace. It's a sign of a, of a price a man paid, our Lord Jesus Christ paid with his life. It's more than just a brand on an animal. It's a mark of, of a life. It's a mark of salvation. So as we uh, hope you enjoy this message as we preach the sign, and, and it's funny, uh, uh, so many clips in there that, that we showed our church during the message that was just all about the sign and, and the, the different stuff about it. And they ended up being, that's what, if you think about it, that's what, uh, if you remember, Captain Call drug Gus home on that sign. When he buried him, he took a part of that sign 
and nailed it up as his cross, his, his headstone, his tombstone. I'm gonna tell you something, the only thing that gets you home is the sign of Jesus Christ of the cross and the price he paid on it. Hope you enjoy the message. Many of you, if not all of you, drove by, drove by these two signs on your way to church. First Corinthians 1.18 says, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Dear Lord, we just come to you and I pray, Father God, for this service. I thank you, Lord, that you uh, are here today. There's a very electric feeling, a very spirit-filled day today, Lord. And I, I believe it began this morning as we prepared to come and to take part and to be here at this service. I just pray, God, as we enter into this service that we focus on the sign and we come to realize the truth, the power that we find in the sign, if only we believe. God, watch over us. Speak from me today. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, the sign that uh, Woodrow hated so bad and Gus loved, it's hanging right there. And it, it hangs in my office. I took it down this morning. And it, it says a lot about who they are, what they do, and it really talks, and, and it gives them give an idea of their personalities. The... Uh, the sign up there, it says Hat Creek Cattle Company and Livery Emporium. Did a little research on this, and uh, none of them knew what an emporium was. It just looked like a smart word, and Gus thought it made him smarter than everybody else, so he put it on there. He put Captain Augustus McRae up first because Gus was two years older than Woodrow, and he thought seniority ought to have its place. Kyle hated the sign. He, he, he just wanted a plank that said what they did. Gus went to all this elaborance, and it got so bad that, that there was such a hatred for the sign from, from Call, he, had, he, he, would, he washed his hands of the deal. He said, I don't, I'm so sick of it. I don't care. And it reminded me when I was reading this history of it, when we first built this building and we, we got up here to this area, Tony King had some very, very definite ideas on this porch area. And I thought they was all ignorant. And we argued about it two or three times, and I'm not kidding. One day I finally said, I don't give a flying snot if you put it in screen. I don't care. Whatever you think you got to do for that to make it work out, just what, I'm sick of talking about it. I just pretty much, I thought, boy, I, I know right where Carl was at. I mean, I, I, come, you know, Tony had a great idea, and it worked out perfect, and all y'all enjoy it because if it was up to me, it wouldn't have been nothing like this. But it reminded me of that situation, and then, down there, about two years after Gus started this sign, he added P.E. Parker Wrangler to it. P.E. was really, they called him P.I. most of the time, P. he was really a blacksmith. But a blacksmith trade was not the caliber or the prestige of a Wrangler. So he wanted to make P.I. feel good, so he put Wrangler. And as soon as that happened, it was done right at Christmas time. That's what Gus gave him for Christmas, was putting his name on the sign. And shortly after that, Deet's got a bad case of the sulks. He walked around sullen up, upset, and nobody knew why. And finally, one day, Gus seen him looking at the sign, and he could tell that he was mad. Y'all think this is all just a movie. This is true life. So, Deet, so he, he goes to call, and he says, I know what's got Deet's upset. He wants his name on the sign. 
Well, that, that even made call even matter because this stupid sign. He said, this stupid sign is going to divide the company. You're going to split us. They had one carriage to rent, two or three horses, and that's about it, the two pigs. That's all. They didn't have no company. But Carl says, you're going to rip the company. You're going to divide us on that stupid sign. So Gus puts Deets up there. Deets was still pretty upset because Deets was so much shorter than everybody else's name. Deeds can't read, P.I. can't read, but he can see that his name's shorter. He said, I don't know why my name's got to be so much shorter than everybody else's. So they studied on it, and, and, but nobody knew Deeds' name. All they knew was Deeds. They didn't know the rest of his name. Deeds didn't even know the rest of Deeds' name. He's been called Deeds all his life. It's all he knew was Deeds. Remind me of a time when I was working construction. Bones, you'll appreciate this. I got bumped up from, from a, a first-class helper to a journeyman. Got turned in for a big raise. It went from my foreman to my, super, my general foreman, from my general foreman to the pipe superintendent, from the pipe superintendent to the job superintendent, from the job superintendent to the Eastman Brown Root superintendent. Everything was approved. It got to Houston to change on my check. And you know what they sent back? They sent back, somebody tell us his name. Snag is not in the computer. <laughs> but that's all any of them knew. That's a true story. True story. So, so they added Joshua, and nobody really knows where it come up with Joshua. Deets just said Joshua was, my, Joshua was my other name. So they put Joshua up there. The sign tells about what they do. They rent horses and rigs and sell cattle, but they don't fool with goats and donkeys. They just ain't going to fool with them. And they don't want to fool with anybody that does fool with them, so they put, he wants that on that sign so everybody knows straight up this is the deal. And then he, you know, years, this, guy, this sign took years to build. Years go by, and he adds, don't rent pigs. And that really, really made Call mad because that's stupid. You know, there's a part in there where he says, what's that, don't rent pigs. He said, I don't want to fool with a man what might want to rent a pig. So we just want it known we don't rent them. He said, well, there ain't nothing to rent a pig for. And he said, well, you can always rent a pig to dry up a mud hole. And that's a true story. He said, but we ain't renting our pigs. Well, he sat there and he just, I mean, year, two years after all that, he, he thought the sign needed a little prestige. It needed a little, you know, class added to it. So he puts this Latin motto, Uva Uvam Vimverde Very Feet. And as you know, nobody knows what that means. And Gus tells Woodrow, well, it's a Latin motto. It just is. And I understand that, because sometimes in my life, you just got to say, that it, just it just is. But it actually means a grape, when seen with other grapes, changes colors. Or a grape, as it matures, changes colors. Oh, yeah. She's older than I wanted her to be. <laughs> I bought her, bought her guessing she was probably, you know, five years old or something. She's probably seven or eight. She's got enough teeth to eat though. So we'll let her, we'll let her try. Got her guess?
It's like cologne, Jesse Ray. The women will be attracted to you. <laughs> Loses a lot of power pulling that cord from, mm -hmm. so it really don't get hot enough. Yes, sister. I don't know. This smell of a woman meat. I don't want no dude trying to come up in <laughs> I think women love this smell. Brand is a is a two T two with the T coming off of it, and it uh me and my wife got it, put it on there for for us two tailors, but since we started in the ministry and started partnering with God and everything we do, it stands for two T and it comes from Proverbs Proverbs three five, I believe it's Proverbs three five says trust in the Lord in all your ways and lean not on your own understanding, but acknowledge Him and trust Him. So it stands for trusting and trying. We're trusting in the Lord, trying hard as we can. And I thought, wow, we've done the theology of Lonesome Dove and how appropriate as we do the last, series, last sermon in the series, we're going to focus on the sign. And the fact that that little motto that nobody knew what it was, and this sign ended up going across the country. It said who they were, what they did, where they came from. And it said, as we're together, we change colors. And that's what Christianity is really supposed to be about. As I come to the sign, many of you drove by and probably thought, why is that crazy sucker carrying a sign across today? Clinton Goose said, I don't know where you're going. I was going to church, but if you need a ride, I'll take you wherever you want to go, brother. Oh boy said, no, I'm good. I just, I'm on a mission. Never even checked up. Kept carrying them signs. We did a memorial service. Wednesday here for uh, Clint Hammonds and his crew that he worked with built them signs and his crew carried them signs and I and, and all because they love Clint Hammonds and Clint loved this church and, and I, we said man what a great idea we're going to preach about the sign what that is my sign guys that is my sign and that sign means a lot of things to a lot of people and I've asked several people this week just off the cuff what's the cross what do you think of when you see the cross Many, many, many things. I've been told, it, uh, is a, is a, when I see it, I think of salvation. I think of forgiveness. I think of mercy and grace. I think of uh, righteousness. I think of uh, uh, transformation. You know, many, many, many things people thought of, and, and, and all of them are right. I mean, there's not a wrong one there. But i tell you what the cross means to me. When I told my wife this, she thought I was kind of morbid. When I see the cross, I see death. When I see the cross, I see the price my Lord paid. And that reminds me of what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to die. Matthew 10, 30, 38 and 39, he says, and anyone who does not take up his cross 
and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. That's what that cross means to me. Some folks decorate their house with it. Folks put it on their windows, the car, hang it from the mirror, wear it around their neck, get a tattoo on their body, wear T-shirts all over the place. All that's fine and well. But when I see the cross, it reminds me of my Lord's death so that I might have a life. And I'm going to tell you, until you truly understand the death of the cross, you can't live the life of resurrection. Now, it means all those other things, guys. But you don't understand the power of the cross until you experience the death that took place on the cross. And this is a deep subject, and I'm not sure I can handle it. But Romans 6, 3 through 6, says, Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. If we have been united with him like this in his death, we will certainly also be united with him in his resurrection. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should be no longer be slaves to sin. I'm telling you what that says is, what that scripture says is, don't you know that you are baptized into his death? You have got to begin to take part of the death. He took you and your sins on the cross. Period. Yes, it brought salvation. Yes, it brought forgiveness. But if you ain't willing to experience the death that took place on the cross, you will never get the power of a resurrected life. I'm so, I'm so afraid so many of us sitting in here today and so many churches think the resurrected life happens whenever Jesus comes or whenever you die. I'm telling you, I live a resurrected life right now. What I do and who I am is not me. It is Christ that lives in me. That is how you begin to live a resurrected life. I would never get that until I experienced death on the cross. Now, I can't die for anybody, can I? When I die, it'd be like sticking your hand in a bucket of water, and when it's pulled out, there won't even be, a, that's how much you'll be remembered. That hole will fill right back up. It won't even know you was there. The, I can't die for my family. It does me no good. The only person I can die for it's who? It's Jesus. I can't die for me. I'm not worthy of squat. I can, I, can, I can die to me. But if I die for Jesus, I promise you, what you take away, Jesus adds. When you take away you, Jesus adds him. That's what that scripture says. If I die to myself, that's a plus sign, guys. It ain't no negative. It ain't no subtraction. The cross adds, period. There, it never subtracts, never. When I die, the Christ, the, I, I subtract me, Christ adds himself. That's simple, simple, simple. The more of me that dies, guess what happens? The more Christ pours into me. I got salvation when I came to the foot of the cross and said, Lord, forgive me. I, he was, I was forgiven, big time, like that. Mercy and grace. But when I realized I have got to experience the death of my Savior. 
so that I die and he lives in me for I can begin to live a resurrected life. So many Christians don't experience a resurrected life. You're caught between forgiveness and salvation and truly, what's the word? Resurrection. You're just hung right there because you don't realize you got to die. You got to go up on the, you got to get up on the cross. At some point you got to say, it is no longer me, it is Christ that lives within me. Romans 8.10 says, but if Christ is in you, your body is dead because of sin. Yet your spirit is alive because of righteousness. I know many people have made the step and came to the cross for salvation and forgiveness. And they took that first step. And it's where they stay. Some people find a way to accept the mercy and the grace that removes all the guilt and all the shame of your life. And they take that next step. And some people begin to serve him and they do what they, they he blessed them with talents and gifts and they begin to, to sing or to, to greet or they begin to do for him because they have the quality and the abilities and they begin to serve and they step up again. But just like that sign, that sign that led uh, Gus back to his grave and that his best friend, his best friend buried him and used for a marker I wonder how many of you really know that if you take that next step and you experience death on the cross if you just your best friend died on it if you ever completely put yourself up on the cross and you take it up you'll come to find out that right where God's will and your will collide form a cross and at that intersection in your heart you just let him have that heart salvation is not the only reason for the cross forgiveness is not he came so that you could be forgiven yes and to have grace and to find love but he came so that you can be resurrected and you can be resurrected today because of the cross Lord, we just come to you, Lord, and I thank you, Father God. I just, I thank you for the cross. I thank you for the cross. Lord, I just pray that we just learn to, to pour ourselves out, to take upon our cross, to let our will and your will collide and to surrender to your will, Lord. I pray that we truly trust our Lord and Savior Jesus and know that no matter what, he always adds to us. He did not come to this earth to take away the, from our lives. He takes away our sins. He takes away our transgressions. He takes away our guilt. But he adds to your life. If we'll just come to the cross, take upon the cross. Be with us, Lord. Guide us, Lord. Help us to die to ourselves. In Jesus' name, amen. My prayer is that uh, after you've listened to this message and, and, and uh if you know Jesus Christ, I want you to know him most of all. I want you to know that that cross ain't just something people wear, and it ain't just something that you take lightly, that it was a, it was a place of death that our Lord paid for. I want you to know that if you don't know him, 
he's already done it. It's already it's already finished. When he was hanging on that cross, when when he what made the sign, what made the cross the sign was when he said it is finished. It's done. All you have to do is take yourself to the cross. And if you don't know him as your personal Lord and Savior, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, I want you to repeat this prayer after me. And, and in doing so, you're putting yourself at the foot of the cross and accepting his forgiveness. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. I can't do this alone. I know that you are the Son of God and you came, you walked on this earth for 33 years, a sinless man. You didn't do no wrong. And in the end, you carried the cross and the weight of the whole world. Lord, you sacrificed yourself to save people like me. You, you sacrificed and you died and your blood poured down and run off that cross. And when you said it was finished, you meant the payment for all the sins that all of us have done was finished. It had been done. The perfect lamb had been slain. I just pray, God, that, that as a, as I, every time I see a sign, I, I remember the price that was paid and what that sign really means. Lord, when I, if, I, if I see the sign of the cross or I see a cross on somebody, I just want to always remember that you paid it and it is finished. And I pray that everybody that sees this video realize just how much that sign and that cross cost. In Jesus' name, amen.